0: Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate to tease me
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to the Sunday Wire. I'm your host, Patrick Gangson, And before the break, we're just getting into uh, this absolute circus of the uh, Virginia television made-for-TV shooting, what I call the Truman Shooting, the 1st a subgenre of the daily shooter, the Truman Shootings. This is the first of that genre. And it will probably will not be the last and uh we'll discuss that with our next guest, uh Jay Dyer. But um before we introduce Jay, there's a couple of things that we need to, to, to point out here. Now I don't want to get into the uh hardcore debunking of this, but I will tell you there's some things to look at and there's some some stuff that's out there that's absolutely red herrings. What you need to look at here is uh the delay on the live feed. Okay, every single news desk in America, maybe in the world, but definitely in America, they have a time delay. Some, they used to call it the censorship button. You can cut the live feed, uh, if someone's profanity is being used, or it's, you know, someone gets hurt, or there's some violence, or something, you know, uh, n- something nasty goes on. Okay. And they have between five and seven seconds to do that. So in other words, the producer's watching it live, but the anchor is watching what's delayed five to seven seconds through the system. And what we see on TV is delayed five to seven seconds. So how is it that a live shot, this gunman shot 15 rounds in a clip. We heard 15 bullets on his video. The length of time those it took to discharge... That weapon completely it was about, I'd say about eight seconds. Okay. So most of the shots were fired within the, what would be the censorship delay, uh, uh period. So why did they let it go live on air? Clearly, I mean, you can tell what it was. It's pretty, pretty obvious. They're screaming. When the screens start, you're still within your delay period. It could just hit the button and then that cuts the feed, but somebody wanted it. And they have a double redundancy on that, by the way. Somebody wanted that to go out live on air. Otherwise, it would not have gone out live on over the air. That, I'm afraid, is a sad fact that has not been addressed by anybody or the question's hardly been asked. The other thing is, how did the gunman find they, where they were doing a live segment out at some remote location that nobody's ever heard of? How did he know? How did he know? That's a good question. Someone at the station could have told him, perhaps something to look into. If you are wanting to actually look into these things, so the red herrings out there, or that the boyfriend tweeted this uh, twelve minutes before the shooting. There is a lot of idiots out there, and I am going to call them idiots because they don't know how Twitter works. Okay, I can I can put a, I can do a screenshot of any tweet. And the time of the tweet is based on what your Twitter account is set at, what time zone it is set at, okay? So I can change the time. So for me to show a screenshot of any tweet and a timestamp on the tweet means nothing because I don't know the person who's taken that screenshot, what time zone is their account set at, okay? And they're saying that, oh, the boyfriend tweeted this 12 minutes before the shoot. It's not true. I set mine to Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, his tweets come up at 9 a.m., 9.30, 9.34 a.m., after the shooting, well after the shooting, okay? If you don't know how to use Twitter, go read the instructions, okay? But to put stuff out like that, and I saw that go viral. I even saw some people who have so-called radio hosts talking about this a couple of days ago. I, I can't believe that people would entertain something that's stupid i mean it's basic functions of twitter they so if you don't if you, so if you're talking about tweets and twitter and you don't and you don't use twitter or you don't understand how twitter works then you how can you be putting that stuff out amazing the other one is the white hand the conspiracy theory that oh the shooter's got a white hand and the and but but the 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 assailant is black Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at the assailant, and he's light-skinned black. In fact, he's not much darker than me. But for, according to racial profiling, he's considered African-American. But our skin tones are very similar. He's not much darker than I am. Okay? So, he's got light-skinned black. And the guy in the video, the hand, was not white hand, it was a light-skinned black hand. But just stupidness, okay? So there's a sort of, there's a section of the population out there that will believe anything that shows up on their Facebook wall. And that's kind of sad. Because there is really, there are some real problems with this story that if you're not too lazy to look into, you can sort of find some really interesting points to scrutinize here. Okay. But doing fake Twitter Uh, conspiracy tweets and putting those out as JPEGs online. Uh, not even linking to the real embedded tweet. Which, pretty obvious that if they don't embed to the real tweet, I could see if it had been pulled down. It hasn't been pulled down. It's there. You can go look at it. Okay? Shame on anybody who's, uh, putting that stuff out there. Really horrible. Distracting. It's distracting. It's disinformation. What else can we say? What else? There's so much of it that goes on too. Meanwhile, the real stuff gets ignored. Completely ignored. So, to get into some of the real stuff, uh, I've got our next guest, Jay Dyer from jaysanalysis.com. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Fabulous. So, sorry for that long-winded, uh, there's so much housekeeping to do on this, Jay, because, uh, as you know, uh, th- th- this genre is just completely spun out of control now. I mean, we're into a whole other realm of uh, l- a layer of reality here. The fact that it was done on live TV and the fact that the shooter himself, allegedly anyway, filmed it as well and uploaded it to social media gives a whole new... I don't know. It, well, it, yeah. What do you, what, are you, what are you seeing here? Well,
2: first of all, I guess I should have said in Chris Hurst's language, fabulous. But... What I want to talk about is what you just mentioned, that first of all, what have we not seen in any of these shootings? Well, they've all just been reported. This one is live. So that's the the new feature. This is the, the unique aspect to this one. So that it's almost like they're stepping up their game. Maybe there's too much confusion, uh, questioning of the past events. We know that uh, Naomi Wolf, for example, uh, well-known, leftist journalist has come out, given lectures talking about how these appear to be staged including the Boston bombing and other events like that. So she's pretty relatively high profile person coming out and saying these appear to be staged. So that's the first thing. The second thing that comes to mind is just how ridiculous this whole scenario is. It sounds completely made up and scripted. It doesn't sound like I mean, yes, weird events happen, but they don't happen often, and they don't often happen live. (laughs) So that we have a gay, racist manifesto shooting live on TV. It's tweeted live time, and that's just ridiculous right away. Um, I mean, there's just so many anomalies already that we have. Next thing I would point out is that we have to keep in mind local news is just as much a part of the... Military industrial complex, psyops, intelligence apparatus as mainstream, big channel news. So we we have to keep in mind that we everyone's seen the Conan O'Brien clips of the news being scripted, where all the reporters from a bunch of local affiliates are sitting there rattling off the exact same script, pushing some you know ridiculous line about you know uh, you've spent too much on gas this year, but. What about this, right? And that's so that's all, we have to keep that in mind, it's all scripted, as well as the clip that has gone around for many years that is legitimate of the Army embedding PSYOPs officers in local news uh, outlets, all of which can still be found on YouTube. Now, with those things in mind, we have, I think, some perspective to look at mainstream and local news affiliates not as what they appear to be so when we put that in tandem with all the info that you said earlier about a lot of these so-called journalists are not really journalists they're people who went into acting wanted to go into acting uh they have pseudonyms they have stage names those are big indicators right there now that doesn't mean obviously that every single news story is fake that's not what i'm saying but when we have so many anomalies in these high-profile events, that's that is something we have to look at. Think again about the Jessica Lynch stuff. That was scripted by Jerry Bruckheimer. The, the BBC has reported on that. So there's, there's, none of this is new. This is a uh, operating pattern for many, many years. Operation Mockingbird type stuff. So we have to look at the affiliates as essentially intelligence government propaganda outlets and we could throw in corporate too because they'll they'll push a bunch of corporate products and their packaged news products as well so your trim and show analogy is absolutely spot on it's perfect uh, i mean we have this tabloid soap opera story of the emerging love story uh, by this person who is quite effeminate in my estimation and as you have pointed out in the past which would suggest that They may not have actually been in some sort of love tryst. This is just what we're told, and it makes for a good story. Uh, If you're in love with someone, do you go on news the next day 20 times in a row with the same package story and no tears? I mean, come on.
1: No, he ginned up. He tried to make tears on a couple of them. He tried. Yeah, he did. But some he did not
2: st- succeed. That I saw.
1: Yeah. So here, here, let's just play this for people. So this is Chris Hurst, who is the uh, the boyfriend who came who who came out who came out uh, after the shooting to say that uh, to confess his uh his uh, undying love for the victim Allison Parker, who he claims. They were betrothed to be, I mean, who uses that word anymore, betrothed? Um, just getting more camp as we go here. But go ahead and roll audio clip number eight. This is uh, the the alleged boyfriend, Chris Hurst. Um, it's a prop
0: now to show my love for her, but I've, I've been clutching it because it's been bringing me comfort. And it's a scrapbook she gave me of pictures of us for our 6 month anniversary. We never were able to have an anniversary uh, but there you go, right? So this is one of my favorite pictures of her. This was us at a St. Patty's Day celebration, and then in the bottom right corner, she's giving me a goofy face. I'm goofy right back there with her. She brought a personality trait uh, from inside of me that I never even thought existed, and she had a wonderful, remarkable, goofy, witty sense of humor that that anyone who knew her will remember forever and and what she wrote on the side you know we have a lot of fun when we drink and she was she was just had a she just had that way about her she just had a marvelous personality and and she is someone who will remain close to my
2: heart forever forever and ever
1: okay so so there he is yeah so he made it she made a scrapbook and gave it to him right
2: yeah he also said uh I made her breakfast and she would tweet back or she would text back to me, "Good night, sweetie." I mean, come on. This is Well, it, it
1: is interesting because they said um they're move they're planning to move in together, but then he goes back and says that he, he would cook her breakfast when she did the morning shift and he did the 6 and the 11 news. He's an anchor apparently at the station. But um I mean, I, I would think after watching many uh, observing him uh, doing this uh completely camped up presentation like for for 20 times
2: and, and and again think of bryce williams bryce williams openly was yeah. so you, you there could be more in the background with that soap opera aspect of this this uh, contrived event but i've got some more points too on that i mean this is you know virginia this is cia land allison parker says in her self-description videos on the the news site that she has a theater background herself. She loves theater. We see pictures of her and Adam Ward in costumes, in different makeup uh, out settings where they're they're portrayed as being injured. So they're they're not strangers to theatrics, um, right. and that's what's crucial to remember. I'd also point out too that in Chris Hurst's, uh media. Appearances in every one of them, it's this, it's almost the same script. It's, he doesn't he, he doesn't deviate. He's got the photo album of, of their six month anniversary.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's almost it's almost like you're watching the same clip. Although I've ch- I've checked, the backgrounds are different, so I know that basically he's got this thing down. Like 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 an actor himself, uh, he's got this 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 skit down. Yeah, by the, it's, it's it's identical, uh, Jay. It's
2: reminiscent of all of the bizarre behavior of all the past shootings where the people come on they're on all the mainstream outlets the next day and they're saying we just need to talk about the love think about the love uh i think you pointed out that in this event that
1: people were saying we need a some kind of machinery to deal with this or some sort yeah, of we need uh, a mechanism we, need mechanism we need to, to stop this uh, horror from happening again Right. So that's but uh, so here here he is on Anderson Cooper. Jay, listen to this. It's audio clip seven. This is um, this is Chris Hurst again, the alleged boyfriend with Landerson Cooper on uh, on CNN. Go ahead and roll that audio seven.
0: Chris you and I talked during the commercial breaks. So I just wanted to, to express my condolences personally to you. And and one of the things you said, I want, I want to ask you. about, you said that you know that that this can't just be another story. This can't just. I mean that. Something's got, you know, We you can't just move on from this. And, and you know, as a journalist, um, you and Allison, both, you know, you cover stories and then something else happens the next day. And then the next day, obviously, this is very personal. And this is something which has changed your life and, and will change your life forever. But how do you how do you see it I mean, I, I don't even know what my question is but but it's just got to be hard as a journalist yeah, to, yeah. to have seen these kind of things and then to have this happen to you and to, to the person you were closest to so Allison looked up to many journalists um, and she considered herself a journalist I have briefly been on social media the past couple of days uh, immediately when it happened I, I posted my infinite love for her which was something that was not public to our community uh... officially until yesterday and, and i regret not doing it sooner uh... but i have been reading and there's been an article by nicholas Kristof from the new york times and then dan rather wrote an article for mashable and they both said we are allowed as journalists to make conclusions i think that that's okay when the evidence is hitting you square in the face you are allowed to say this is unacceptable i don't know why this man decided to target the love of my life and Adam Ward who was deeply loved by Melissa Ott but I can tell you that this is happening over and over and over again and people that I report for my community is telling me that this is happening over and over and over again a critical incident occurs people who were not supposed to die are killed senselessly, we are all upset, we all then decide we really need to talk about this, and then we forget about it. And then it happens again, and we talk about it, and we forget about it. I think the tide will turn. There will be a point where we in this society have decided that enough is enough. I hope and pray that this is the event that causes that tide to turn. Uh, But I I don't know if that's going to happen for sure, because just as the families of those children who were murdered in an elementary school and the families of those people who were murdered in movie theaters and murdered in a church would have wanted that to be the incident that changed the tide, I can't tell you for sure as a journalist whether this is going to be that incident or not. But I can tell you that after talking with media folks for a long time the past couple of days on the national level who really are able to steer the national discourse... And then we at the local affiliate level have a duty and obligation to raise our own local issues for conversation. This happened to two of us in the media industry in the most reprehensible, nightmarish way possible. And I think the media, maybe selfishly, will pay more attention and care more about this because it happened to two people who loved the job and the career that they love.
1: Okay. Okay, so the, so there he is. There he is. That's uh, just two of us. Two of us in the media. Notice he didn't say press. He said media. So two, media industry, two, like it's the uh, yeah entertainment. Yeah, that, yeah right. So, so two of us. Two of us. Just have, so. Does that sound like somebody who's grieving twenty four hours after no. the love of their life is apparently gunned down in cold blood? Uh, they and so forth. Does that sound like Because normally, when you if if you even break up with a partner. Uh, you go into some seriously, uh, dark, uh, retracted. And so he, we're meant to say, look how strong this, uh, this, <laughs> this, this young boy is. He's so strong. Look, he's going and grieving in public. I mean, he's either a, dis- a really despicable narcissist. I mean, milking this thing for it. Oh, you can tell yes. For yeah. this media coverage. I mean, talk about prostituting yourself, uh, in, in the wake of, something that's supposed to have been the biggest personal tragedy of your life and going in there and hamming it up with the fake sniffles and everything. I'll play you another clip where where he does his script over again, but it was for a CBS News thing. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I, I have a hard time believing that either this guy is trying to capitalize on this tragedy uh, to basically give himself a national platform, mm-hmm. okay? It's either that. Or it's something else. Either that, or he's putting it on. Okay, so either it's it's one of those two. It's it does not look like a genuine grieving partner. If he is, he's hella taking advantage of a tragedy here.
2: Well, I've not seen. I've watched quite a few clips now. Uh, not all of them, obviously. I don't know if that would even be possible, given that the you know the constant twenty four seven bombardment with this, cramming it down your throat. Uh, but I've not seen any tears yet. Uh, so even the father was on the uh, either the same day or the next day. Uh, no tears from the father either. Uh, amazingly strong, just like uh, our... That's the hashtag. Chris,
1: Chris hashtag right. hashtag uh, Roanoke Strong hashtag.
2: And what does uh, the father say? His, his quote, mission in life is gun control. His whole mission in life. Now, I think looking at the event itself I don't want to get too far away from Adam's behavior uh, Chris's behavior if, if you've got some more uh, clips that you want to play on that but I've got I don't know about 15 anomalies that that stick out to me with the event itself that I'd like to discuss as well
1: okay I just want to I just want to nail Chris home yeah, a little bit th- so the video clip 3 go ahead and roll that this is Chris again with another network uh segment he did the boyfriend is a news anchor
0: at the station and joins us this morning chris thank you so much and first um you and your colleagues at wdbj and her family are in our prayers this morning thank you very much uh i appreciate that i had not been able to hear her voice until i just heard it in my ear just now since since yesterday and i miss her voice and Everyone in this community got to hear it nearly every single day, and now they can, except in memory. Chris, what are you holding there? Um, This was something that was made by Allison for me that was personal for us. We only had nine months together, but I can tell you guys it was a white-hot relationship (laughs) that burned full of love. We were were betrothed to each other. We were going to get married. I, I, we moved in together in August um, because we wanted to save money to buy a house and to buy a ring. We we were living the dream, and that dream was shattered. For our six month anniversary, we didn't have enough time to have an anniversary, so all we could have were month anniversaries. <laughs> she made me this. She made me this scrapbook and and said that we were the cutest, newsiest, prettiest couple <laughs> ever, and. and and, and we are, <laughs> and I had that for nine months. I, I had what all of us in this business, well, not maybe all of us, but some people are desirous of, of being a power couple and, and a team, and I found my teammate and my partner. These pictures here are when we had an opportunity to live anchor a St. Patrick's Day parade here in downtown <laughs> Roanoke together. And it was the only time we, we really ever worked together because I anchor the 6 and 11 o'clock news uh, yeah. and she does the morning show. Chris, but we you, got you, that together. You shared so much of your life and your experiences. Did you have any sense, did Allison have any sense that she was being targeted? No. No. And... Um, We talk in TV news, and I talk to her. We would talk about what we would do in these situations when it comes time to have to identify a shooter, and I really don't want to talk about him. I really don't. Mm -hmm. But I will say this that he made many claims against many people at this station that were all unfounded, innocuous claims that any reasonable, or innocuous statements that any reasonable person would hear would conclude that they were innocuous, and yet they were taken out of context. And he allowed hate to fester. And uh, we need to figure out if there's anything that can be done in the future to help these people who want to harbor hate in their heart. Mm -hmm. Chris, um, how did you find out yesterday about what had happened? So... Our relationship was that we weren't able to really see each other much during the week. She did the morning show and I did 6 and 11. So our schedule was pretty much I would come home from work around midnight. I would stay up until she got up and I would make her breakfast and make her her lunch and send her off her day. She texted me when she got to work at around 3 a.m. that said, good night, sweet boy. And that was the last that I had heard of her. And then about 7 o'clock... Yesterday morning, I got calls from the station telling me that there was a shooting live on air and that I needed to come to the station. Chris, I'm so sorry. And all of us, our, our hearts go out to you. and don't even know how you're talking to us right now, to be honest. Um, you're being very brave to share the, the all this. Way, Are you going to continue to cover this? The way that I'm talking this? to you is... Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a part of the story now. Yeah. And... Um, And I don't know what I can do to cover it other than to share her story. You know, that becomes part of the story. And and to cover it means I'm going to cover Allison. And Adam was a friend and someone that I was excited to do fantasy football with this coming (laughs) fall again. (laughs) And he loved loved Melissa with all of his heart. And he was a much, much better boyfriend and fiancé than I could ever be. He loved her with every ounce of his being, and she loved him back. And he was he was so spontaneous and giving in his love uh, that it was easy to see why why Melissa and he were so meant for each other. And how do you want Allison to be remembered? That she was not only a great journalist, but that she was excellent at everything that she did. She was a She was a wonderful gymnast, and she won at swimming. She was a champion swimmer and a marvelous dancer. And the only thing that I really regret this morning is that I I never got to see her dance in person. She was going to be in a celebrity dancing competition uh, coming up very soon, and she was practicing the tango with her partner. And she would have been so fantastic in it. She would have been better than everybody else. She would have won the darn thing. <laughs> but she wouldn't let me see it until the night of the performance.
1: And she, Okay, she okay. The- okay, okay. So I, I don't want to subject our listeners to too much torture there, listening to that guy ramble on. Okay, white hot. What does that mean, Jay? What is a. I'm, I'm not going outside. White hot. That was a white-hot, fabulous power clip you played. White-hot, yeah, white, white hot, our relationship was white-hot. Does that mean, is that the same as red-hot, or does that mean it's more hot than red-hot? I don't know. Am I do I? Am I supposed to know what that means, white-hot? What does that mean? I can't.
2: I feel like I'm going to say something inappropriate, so I probably shouldn't talk don't, much more don't, on topic. No, okay. I'm not going to, but I'm just saying. It's I, a family I, show.
1: It's I a family know. Show. So, um, so white-hot. So, who would go on the air, with, you know, the... Betrothed, white hot we were a power couple no they weren't a power couple because he just said himself that they they kept their their affair secret and until after she got shot and he's come out on twitter to reveal that they're in a relationship so how are they a power couple if no one knew they were a couple that doesn't make any sense
2: yeah they were living together but but uh,
1: but not living together. But not living together. Correct. Yeah, they're they're engaged, but not engaged. I mean, it it, it almost sounds like he's jumped in there, created the story that they're going to get married. I don't know, maybe to benefit himself in some way, because it, it's well, it's certainly not going to benefit her.
2: While we're on this subject of the theatrics, I would like to add that this is another theater shooting, but it's not a movie theater shooting. It's a media theater shooting so i see theater there in, in, in doubles in a double sense and it makes me think of as usual different films where we might have curious parallels so like i mentioned with jerry Bruckheimer, he helped script the jessica lynch event with the women in the military and all that some years ago if we think of these events as totally staged, if we consider that thesis, then we would expect there to be scripting involved. Uh, obviously, there are independent actors. I'm not saying everything is scripted. But if it is scripted, then we could look at parallels in other films. And that's, of course, what I do at my site. So I, I it's curious to me that right now in the theater is, playing in theaters, I'm saying, is American Ultra, which is a film about staged news in sure. part. Oh, really? Uh, and in a small uh, rural setting, small town, uh, and two uh, teenagers basically end up in a mass shooting scenario. So you have mass shootings and stage news in American Ultra. It also makes me think, as we discussed, of the film To Die For, where Nicole Kidman plays the role of Pamela Smart based on a true story where she's seeking out of just pure narcissism to become the weather girl at a local weather station. And so rather than, since she's unable to attain it through hard work and effort, she basically kills her husband, which makes her into a media star. So even though that's a female, it's kind of everything I'm seeing with Chris Hurst reminds me of, of Nicole Kidman's character playing Pamela Smart in Gus Van Zandt's To Die For, the 1995 film. Also makes me think of natural-born killers, where two uh, dissolute teens go on a a murder rampage across the country. And essentially, the media creates them this level of Mm megastardom. They become megastars as a result of this. So rather than just look, I mean, yes, there's this deeper psyop element and all that with gun control and provoking the public and and causing fear. We, We can't forget that there's also the money element. So, like with Sandy Hook, like with Charleston... Money is immediately appropriated. Scholarships are immediately appropriated after this. So, so these
1: are big. Money well, just just to clarify that, Jay. Um. So on Monday, so Chris Hurst, the boyfriend there, is basically out in the media saying that uh, that George Mason University, the alma mater of Allison Parker, has uh, they it, he wants they, they're starting an endowment scholarship program in her name so that she will live forever in infamy. And if someone will match, uh, if we can raise twenty five thousand by by Monday morning. Uh this is just <laughs> this is just recently. Um if we can raise twenty five uh grand then they'll someone will double it. They'll match that with fifty thousand and we'll have an endowment fund for the uh Allison Parker scholarship. So that was like within less than forty eight hours. Less than forty eight hours, and there's already an endowment fund. A drive to to start scholarship it's almost as if either a they're taking advantage of their maximum media window to raise money for chris hurst tweeted three different things to donate to i mean he was just it's just donate here donate there donate there go look at his twitter account chris Mm -hmm. hurst
2: yes this is a this this should be a number one investigator clue as to motive i mean just right away well, who's benefiting from this right away? Well, right away, government money is being appropriated in all of these mass shootings in the tens of millions. Yeah. Especially with Charleston, Sandy Hook, those are really
1: high. And Charleston is—you have to connect this shooting to Charleston because the—we're the, told the shooter faxed a twenty-three-page manifesto to an ABC affiliate. Uh, now, we originally CNN said it—they it, received it last night, on the day of the shooting. They said last night and they then revised that they changed it to this morning they said that they that he faxed it while he was after the shooting he faxed it while he was uh, uh running fleeing from the police so so basically they revised it because people figured out pretty quickly that if abc received this manifesto and sat on it all night and didn't do anything uh then they're going to the heat's going to come down on them so they changed the narrative to say that he faxed it to abc in the morning so what is this manifesto jay he basically says, it it gives a timeline of his anger, and then this is hashed out in the media, it's ridiculous he says, I put a deposit down on the gun, the Monday after the Charleston shooting, blah blah blah, the racism of the Charleston shooter, Dylan Roof, and this is what, this is why I've gone on this, so basically, Charleston was a month ago, so he's gone on this rampage, he started the so if this was a passionate rampage, it's been like a month of build up from Charleston, I mean, give me a break then he goes on to praise the Columbine shooters the virginia tech shooters and all mass shooters out there it's almost like it's almost like a eulogy so you can come into our church our new church the the temple of the daily the eternal daily shooter we can have uh, bryce williams to come in and do a sermon if he was still alive and to pay homage to all these great shooters i mean it's ridiculous
2: yes I mean, bishop bishop soros could provide preside at that service
1: yeah and my deacon eric holder would be there to sort of deliver this sort of you know, the the closing remarks, but it's just like, I mean, are we supposed to believe the, the way they laid that out? And then he's tweeting and saying, I shot him. Look at my Facebook page. I mean, it's almost like if you were trying to frame somebody, this is this would look very much like if it was just a bad framing job. But to say this is coming from the source, um, if, if they were meant to believe all this stuff, it's unbelievable.
2: It is. Unbelievable.
1: The man of the manifest 23 page manifesto. Who does that? I mean it and what uh, all all of the mass shooters for the most part,
2: that's, that's yeah. which are
1: staged, I think. You know? All of the mass shooters. So so the media is sitting yeah. there hamming this story up, Jay, for, for seventy two hours straight, okay? And they're saying you know, absolutely glorifying this event uh and gushing over it and then a whole political agenda that rides on the back of it. We need the state to protect us against gun violence and so forth. And so are they – my question here is quite fundamental, Jay, that is the media – because they're not – there's no camera crews down in the south side of Chicago Yeah. and the kid that just got killed this morning and the one who will be killed tomorrow and tomorrow night and the next day and the next afternoon. There's no CNN crews down there. There's no flowers and balloons being sent to the street corner where little Tyrone was gunned down in cold blood because he was in the middle of a crossfire between two crack dealers. Mm-hmm. OK, we're not going to see that. CNN doesn't care about that. CBS doesn't care about that. That's where the gun violence is. OK, that's senior president's hometown. OK, now. So but instead, they go over these the rural area, middle class stronghold of the intelligence uh, in the Washington periphery, Virginia, northern Virginia and giving 72 hours of straight coverage to what, by their narrative, says is a case of workplace violence. And so, if you were, are we going to see more f- shootings being filmed or less as a result of CNN and the other network's efforts to give maximum publicity to this story? That's my question, Jay. Is it is it going to mean less shootings or more shootings of, the, to, of this going, type?
2: It's going to mean more, and that's the twisted natural born killers logic of this and uh, that was kind of Oliver Stone's point in that film was to show that what the media does with basically making these things nuclear events is propagate and you know not just cause copycats but uh I mean it all operates on multiple levels so you this has moved to the workplace as you pointed out so we've had theaters we've had malls this is the workplace and this is building up i think maybe in the subconscious the idea that you are not safe anywhere there's a lot of violence in inner cities but it's coming everywhere now so if you're if you're that if you're at the supermarket right so we probably be a supermarket shooting next i don't know but that's i think part of it is to expand the fear aspect to any potential area you'd like to go. And I've had, just like you were saying, with media persons being scared to go out and report. I've had people telling me the same thing. I'm, I'm scared of going to the movie theater now. There's all these movie theater shootings.
1: Well, the, med- the media are saying the talking point that was that was circulated after the shooting was, oh, a news crews around the country are, are, are on, on high alert. Uh, yeah, they're, the they are going to be with them. Right? They're afraid to send people out into the field because uh, potential violence. They need police escorts. And PD offering police escorts.
2: They don't even send people into the field anyway, generally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're scared to send them into the green screen room, I guess. But Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd like to point out what I see as, uh, since we're on this topic of total logical contradictions in all of this, what I see are the main uh, sticking points on the event itself, and I'll just go through these quickly. because That's it, yeah. So, first of all, we have... Three shots fired. None of them appear to hit at point-blank range, as you pointed out earlier. Uh, at first, we're supposed to think that that's what killed her. However, she gets up and runs away, as you said, giggling, scurrying. Uh, it supposedly later, she's, she's popping these people in the head. Well, first of all, his whole intention, supposedly, was to film this. He didn't film it. <laughs> Nothing was filmed that shows anyone dead. So... If your intention is to do that and you're walking around with your gun and your iPhone, you're going to kill people. We're told this is this great killing. This was the point, the whole point of this was to raise this up to the next level where it's a live shooting event. No one is shot. So the the outright contradiction is that we're told that he filmed a shooting. We don't actually see anyone shot. Period. We hear these shots, but we don't see it. Now the uh, especially with Allison Parker, that one's the most ridiculous and most obvious. So either he's firing blanks, uh, or well, I think he has to be firing blanks because there's just no way. Now I know people that have been shot. You get shot one time, it's a tremendous blow. It's like a super punch from a you know Superman or something. It's it's going to knock you back. It's going to knock you down. Tremendously painful. There's going to be blood. We don't see any drop of blood in all of this. As we pointed out with the photos of after the crime scene, there's supposed to be the woman laying. I don't know if it's if it's uh, Adam Ward or if it's Vicki, but there's a a white body laying there in these crime scene photos. No blood, and people are just kind of standing around. Now, if it's Vicky, she has supposedly lived through this incident, yet no one's attending
1: to her. And this, this, you know, this it's line. Adam Ward.
2: Uh, okay, so it, but if it's Adam, then he I guess got no no special attention. So just yeah. screw that
1: screw that guy, let him go. They, they didn't get him on a gurney, they didn't take him to yeah, right. they didn't put an am- try to resuscitate him. I mean And there's guys just standing around shooting the you know, yeah, you know, just, cut. They're looking down, they're like Kim Jong un looking at things. You know, they're just on the, on the railing there. It's ridiculous. I, if you've seen this picture um, of the of the crime scene uh, after the fact, there's right. pictures on the Internet. Of it. It's just ridiculous. I, no. uh, yeah, he's just sitting there.
2: Right. Uh, I agree with you that the meme going around of the white hand versus uh, supposedly black shooter is bogus. However, I do think there could be something to the, if you look at the pictures of the hand, You see he's wearing what looks like a blue flannel shirt. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you compare this with the supposed image of the shooter, the full body shot, he's wearing a tight black outfit.
1: No, he's not. Um, I've got another picture of that. He's wearing a blue shirt button-up top.
2: Well, but it it looks like
1: it's tightly. It's dark. Um, It's a dark blue uh, button-up. Okay. So it's not black, and it, again, this is like a lot of people online are jumping to the conclusion just because maybe the exposure of the image is uh, dark that it's assuming it's black, and actually, it's. I have a picture from the news still, and it's blue. So, well,
2: yeah, but the. the, the I think I guess the more obvious question in that case is where does that image come from?
1: Yeah, that's that's actually the. Again, and so we're arguing about the color of the shirt when we should be, what we should be uh, looking for is how, how did that still image come about? Because, Jay, if you watch the live broadcast, when the cameraman's on the ground, I don't see the shooter. Right. So where the hell did this image come from? Right. <laughs> Was it planted? you know was it taken the day before you know whatever i don't know we don't know so um but those, those that's definitely a good question to ask
2: so it, it, it
1: to me it, it
2: it recalls all the isis videos i see unmistakable clear parallels to all of the isis not just the videos but what happens with the videos when they go into the media and it's always, it's connected to tweets, and it's identified by tweets. The, uh, you know, it, it, this ridiculous approach to, uh, what did you call it, uh, you know, being, being declared guilty via mass media, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: trial by Twitter.
2: Trial by Twitter, right. So, just like the ISIS videos, which never actually show anyone literally being killed, they show the beginning of what looks like cutting, and then it cuts to a body. In the same way, it's we see what looks like almost implied mass killing or shooting, and then it cuts. We don't we don't see. There's no, there's never a drop of blood, is what I'm getting at, and I think that's just curious, given his intention was supposedly to film live uh, a bloody shooting. Uh, so, you know, the, the anomalies just keep piling up. There's plenty more. I mean, how the media doesn't even know what a GoPro camera is, and they're sitting there talking. About, how are these people going to report on an event like this when they don't even know the basic difference? They're in media. They're in camera. <laughs> camera world. They don't know what a, an, uh, an iPhone
1: Listen, most people that most people that work in in media J uh, don't know anything. Right. If it's not rolling off that teleprompter in front of them, that they're pretending they're not reading all the time. Okay. Literally, there are some of the thickest people you ever met are working behind news desks. Okay. The, the the dumbest of the dumb. They don't have a clue. They're half of them are you know either got some vice going either it's drink or it's cigarettes or it's whatever and they they don't they don't care much they don't know much less care about any of the stuff that they're covering i can tell you that just from my personal experience that what what they what they're interested in is the lifestyle the they like the money they like the lifestyle and they like all the little social perks and um you know and the sort of you know uh, relationship perks that go with a job like that. That's from been my experience, and the kudos, they, they feel they get respect because they work for the news. Now, I've been around situations where local news stories are being filmed,
2: and big mainstream networks were filming stories, and in my experience, they will generally shoo you away if you're milling about, you know, right, right. Next to the, right, right next to them, because they don't want you jumping on camera and screwing it up. Yep. Uh, These people appear to take no interest in him milling about. Uh, Presumably they would see him, especially from the vantage he is in relation to Allison. She doesn't take any notice of him. Now, granted, that could be just you know, they were doing their own thing. They weren't paying attention. Yeah. But in my experience, that's not the case. You get shooed away if you try to...
1: Yeah. Well, there's normally a producer there. There's normally like a line producer or a live producer who's got a clipboard, who's basically either getting someone to sign release forms or, you know, keeping the perimeter secure or whatever. And the other thing is, if they're on the live feed, I don't know if... I don't think he had a live feed direct from that camera, but that's a hell of a long cable they'd have to lay to, uh, to get that. for a live feed uh, to the truck Um, I don't know, it just seemed to me like they're really far away from their truck um, to be doing that particular segment, but I might be wrong I don't know, maybe I don't know that. maybe you had a different piece of technology so I could be very much wrong there Well, it's
2: also curious uh, you may not want to delve too deep into this in terms of just just because we don't know but uh, in the in the after scene photos we see uh, what two guys walking around what looks like military gear yeah there's military
1: two police showing up what is this yeah two military officers uh, in the level below the cameraman right. again this is uh this is visible in the same photographs uh, of the crime scene afterwards where they left Chris Ward to you know for the vultures basically didn't even take him off to try to save his life but, uh, it's in that photograph below the wooden decking two military um, uh, guys basically. Officers, soldiers I don't know what they were but they were sort of seemed to be involved um, in the scene somewhat so it was interesting.
2: So I just think overall on the PSYOP level this is just another example of overlaying reality with with a completely created reality and this is just where theater, Hollywood, media news all merge into the same the same entity, the same uh, parasitical, cancerous, carcinogen organism that's just sort of spewing garbage everywhere, getting everybody into a fictional reality, a synthetic reality, whereas the real story is that you're not going to get shot when you go to the movie theater. You're not going to get shot going to the mall. That's, these, these events are rare, and in my estimation, these events are highly, highly suspicious and look to be
1: completely staged. That's a very unpatriotic of you to make that statement, Jay. That uh, that, that I'm not going to get. I'm not in danger when I go to a movie theater. Are you serious? Are you, how dare you even say such a thing in this climate of fear? How can you get away with making such a statement, Mister Dyer?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> if you want, I guess if you wanted to, here's a, here's a solution to that. If you want to make a lot of money and leave this country because you feel unpatriotic then be involved in a mass shooting event, and a lot of government money will be appropriated to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you get your $23
1: million, you can fly off to a Greek island. Yeah, how much did Charleston, uh, the the victims of Charleston get? I Uh, think it was, was it 23 or 32? 27, 23, yeah, 27 million. That was within what, four days? Yeah, 48 hours. 40, 48 hours. So no investigation been concluded. Nobody, you know, you couldn't have, the ballistics reports haven't even been analyzed and the money's already been wired from from the federal government to the so-called victims. I thought that was amazing. I know a police detective. I uh, went to high school with him.
2: How, you know, he, as we were talking about, he, it took him, I think, a year for a certain uh, murder investigation that happened locally. Yeah. Because there were so many facts and details and questions that had to be ironed out court issues. How are these solved so quickly?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they well they're not solved. That's the answer. Right. They're not solved. It's because the media's already solved it for us, Jay. See, they've already told us what happened. They told us what happened within minutes and that's it. And all they did was just kind of uh little gerrymandering about the narrative uh in the sort of immediate aftermath, changing a few facts, changing changing a few bits and pieces to make sure that everything lines up nicely. Okay. Now, I-
2: if you're going to appropriate millions of dollars, you would think that you would want the millions of dollars to be appropriated based on what actually happened in a
1: legal sense. Yes. Yeah, you'd, you'd want it to be based somewhat on fact, right? You'd want you would it to, think. Yeah, you, especially with that sort of money we're talking about. Yeah, of course. Well, one would think so anyway. But what what else is interesting here is that the victim was black, okay? Uh, in the end, well, he shot himself, so he's a victim of himself, so and then the two white victims which he shot so it's black on white shooting okay then the then so so he shoots two white people i'm talking in in msnbc language here uh, uh african american man kills Two white people, then flees the scene, and is then, uh, uh, stopped by police, and then kills, supposedly kills himself, death by gunshot wound, okay? To the, to the head, I guess. Now, now, th- now this is the same media will look at this and not question any of what I've just told you, okay? They will not question any of what I've just told you, because the narrative has already been set by the media. When this is the same public, and the same news networks, that have been up in arms about police killing black men and then trying to cover it up, okay? So what is to say that the the APB goes out and uh, we have the shooter and the the police go up and just kill the guy because they thought, well, he doesn't deserve to live, right? Maybe one of them knew someone at the station. Who knows? And they just killed the guy and then said he, he, he shot himself. I mean, and uh, and that's not an out of to to a lot of people that are marching on the street in black lives matter that's not a crazy scenario is it it's not but yet this this, this is not entertained at all so is this why the bbc uh what the police the virginia police forced the bbc to erase the footage of that crime scene of the of the shooter after mm-hmm. he killed himself is that why they were told to erase their footage because did the police not execute him i, I think that's a uh, a perfect, I have I've now with the BBC media story there, having to erase the footage, I think that's it makes me suspicious that the police are trying to cover something up, yet the media won't even look into this line of questioning, mm-hmm. because they've already established what the story is and it's got, you know, the, the, they've done them. they've already got the thing sketched out for 48 hours.
2: Well, and, that's why the police information is not, I had somebody challenging me on this and you as well saying you know why are you why don't you just go to the police and and and, you know call the station get the information from well the police information is notoriously unreliable you see it is the police who at the local level are involved in many of these big drills so if we think about the nashville shooting with all those you know dozens and dozens of agents that showed up you can't believe that Press release that the police give because if it was a drill, they're obviously not going to admit. Oh
1: yeah, it was a drill, and we faked this all. Well, I I will say we we will we will try to get that information from the police. Okay, now I'm going to tell this to whoever has said that um, similar events, which many people, one of them high profile, two of them high profile. We did try to get mm-hmm. that information. And they would not give it to us. Right. And I have press credentials, so I have every right to have it as the next guy. And so, in one case, they just said, "They just said no, we can't do that right now," and they didn't give a reason why. The other time, they just sandbagged us, and so we got t- got tired of calling back um, and chasing them for it, and they just started sandbagging us. So, right. so th- th- it's not there's not complete transparency on all when you're dealing with. uh Right. With the police and, and all these departments. So, um, I would say, I would like, to, you know, if you started wanting to produce deaths, if you start going around asking for death certificates, okay, how do you think, how do you think that's going to go down with the city or the police? Do you think you could then become a target? Suppose, suppose they don't want to give out the, de- they don't want to send copies of the death certificates because someone would say, oh, that's preposterous. Well, I mean, if if you're skeptical, then you definitely want to see the, the death certificates. Right. So I I don't I, I don't know. This is this is difficult. Um, and obviously, if if I was there in Virginia, I would probably want to drive down and get it myself, right from the office. Just drive down and ask for it.
2: Well, given the history of media lying, we have every right to be skeptical.
1: So we will we will try to to get our hands on. These documents now, in the case of Sandy Hook and Boston, they were uh sealed as classified, closed loop.
2: your closed loop analogy,
1: right? Yeah, classified. You can't get it. Uh So anything that's deemed to be national security or terrorist related, they tried to classify this one in Virginia as a terrorist event. Um, <laughs> I, I saw that question come up at the press conference. Is this they said to the uh, sheriff? Is this not a terrorist event? because what's the difference between a multiple murder and a terrorist event this is the these are the talking points the media is trying to nudge in the wake of all these so-called tragedies which is interesting a terrorist event give me a break
2: yeah i kind of agree with your thesis that they're not these events if they're staged they're not done very well on purpose and that could have multiple reasons that for one you could have everybody flittering about debating the issue for, you know, several weeks until it's no longer
1: a news story. Well, it polarizes. What it does is it polarizes the public. It'll be the the believers and the non-believers. And so, and here's an interesting point here. Okay, go ahead.
2: Well, it also polarizes in the fact that this was the gay racist Shooting,
1: yeah, gay racist opposed, shooting,
2: as opposed to the Dylan Roof white racist shooting, yeah. So you you can throw in uh, you know all the all the different sides and factors of this. So straight, so then,
1: straight white lives matter, straight right. white lives matter. That's the new hashtag. Then for this shooting, it should be the hashtag, but of course it's not.
2: Right. So, in the, what does this feed into? Well, this feeds into the Occupy, which becomes Black Lives Matter. Uh, Ferguson Soros style group versus white tea Party gun rights groups right so like you said that's that's the divide here the polarization
1: yeah that's the polarization very very well put Jay now but where these things they come together uh, where they where they combine is interesting on another level so this is where so this is where uh, Bryce Williams, the Bryce Williams uh, maniac TV shooting meets the ISIS crisis meets Black Lives Matter. In each three of those crises that the, the crowd stand back, the victims' uh, families are demanding that the state intervene to protect us from either an existential threat or protect yeah. us from uh, ourselves, a threat from within the homeland. But they're all begging the state. To basically save us, to to save them, yes. to take action. So this is where this is where Black Lives Matter meets right wing Tea Party ISIS tards meets uh, 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 gay black workplace violence. They all conflate, come together, and under one banner, which is please, please save us. Save create us. the mechanism. Yeah,
2: yeah. Give us some new agency, some new funding, some new plethora of uh, agents government government goons walking around policing everything somewhere
1: yeah, yeah. And so it's, and all done under this, uh, mental health again, as with the Lafayette theater shooting, which was uh, last month, uh, mental health, it was all about mental health, the mental health of the shooter, and we need to do more. We need more funding for, uh, mental health patients. We need more inpatient funding, blah, blah, blah. So again, we hear the same talking points in the aftermath of this. So how does that tie together with the state? Well, it comes under, uh, uh, maybe under Obamacare. Maybe, maybe there's a mental health component of the Affordable Care Act that needs. I,
2: I think that was already that's been discussed. I think uh, it, maybe a year or two ago it was either Obama or Holder or somebody was talking about how there needs to be some way through which guns can be tracked or registered via mental health, via Obamacare. There you
1: go. So th- th- this is a this is an event that will plug uh, directly into that talking point. And, and accentuate that to amplify that specific line item. Uh, and
2: I think uh, in line with Columbine, they'll try to, uh, th- there may be another Columbine-type thing, Sandy Hook-type thing, where it'll be placed in the context of public education. So we need we need a way to check the mental health of all of these students in public schools, maybe along the lines of the, what was that Bush program with the pharmaceutical companies of uh, no child
1: left behind. No.
2: Yeah. Well, there was there was another one where Bush was proposing back in his uh, regime the the mental health assessment of all public education children, right, to determine whether they needed to be on psychotropics. Just the most obvious big pharma funded
1: program. So I, I predict the next shooting. The next shooting is because they sort of go in patterns right uh, one 's for the left wing, one's for the right wing, one's for the left wing, one's for the right wing. The next one will be for the right wing and it 'll be um, an illegal some Latino from Central America or something will uh, be involved in some horrific shooting with you know shooting uh, who knows who knows what it 'll be uh, i don 't know uh, it 'll go into a veterinarian. Uh, thing where everyone's got uh, looking after puppies and cats, and they'll open fire on the <laughs> right. on the vet and kill all the people and the puppies, and then the, then the the conversation will shift into we need to build a wall yeah. uh, along our southern border, and this is why. Look at this guy, but we also need gun control. You see, so it'll 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 dovetail between the dovetail, two. But so I, I, I hope I'm that gonna... doesn't. I really hope that doesn't happen, Jay. Yeah, right. I, Especially I agree. the puppies,
2: but. We're in the we're in the age of the daily shooter becoming the eternal perpetual perpetual shooter. So I'm going to vote. We it's been a while since we've had a youth related situation. So I'm going to vote some kind of school shooting or oh yes, maybe a, another a new Columbine or a new which I guess Sandy Hook was Columbine too. But okay, so uh, yeah, I'm going to vote something school related or
1: supermarket related because uh hey. we, we've we've had the mall we had the theater the workplace what about a latino uh, no what about a illegal, uh, undocumented in a supermarket opening fire how about that
2: um, okay
1: yeah okay so maybe we, very
2: very likely
1: i'll meet you halfway on that prediction jay so
2: I know we're really we're really yeah I can see it though the the Safeway massacre right?
1: yeah or the, the Dun- massacre the Winchells the donut shop massacre the Dunkin Donut massacre I don't know Krispy Kreme shooting something like that I don't know it just gets more bizarre and bizarre Jay I don't know I can't believe we're seeing this stuff having this conversation even <laughs> yeah this is just this is crazy it really but is.
2: but you. But, but you you've pegged it with the daily shooter and if if i mean we've seen so much of this i think we really can start to to say this looks like what's probably coming
1: next yeah yeah rough, roughly speaking yeah so there'll be one uh the next shooting i predict and again the shootings happen every day the the, the daily shooter is about media circus driven sensationalist uh coverage
2: using the story and creating the
1: story Ye- yeah that is the daily shooter it's not just shootings so there was one in yesterday in texas jay a texas deputy uh deputy goforth great name uh he was gunned down at a petrol station and uh this was harris county still near austin texas and uh, he was gunned down at a petrol st- uh, sorry gas station uh, by a black man who, who just drove off in his red pickup truck. I mean, God, if you wanted to not get caught, it's about the stupidest thing to do, right? But anyway, the police come on in a national press conference, Harris Strong, and they come out and they say that they're blaming this on the Black Lives Matter movement. So then what do I do? I think to myself, hmm, this is an interesting thing. So it looks like, this looks like a hit, basically. It looks like someone paid this homeless guy to go, or this crackhead, to go and shoot this cop. And so why would they do that? I just Google Harris County Sheriff's Department drugs corruption. And, of course, I get a bunch of stories about cops basically seizing drugs, (laughs) deputies, sheriff's deputies in Harris County, seizing coke, taking cash from drug dealers. So, hum, let me think about this for a minute. And and they said the only reason this deputy was targeted because he's wearing a a uniform, because he's wearing a uniform. And uh, that might not be the case. I would not assume that. He said, we're assuming he was only targeted because he's wearing a uniform. You're assuming? So you're the, you're the sheriff and you're going on national TV and you're saying you're assuming? I was told never to assume in school. And they put a little diagram on the blackboard to tell you why you should never assume, okay? That's ridiculous. But I know there's corruption in that county with regards to the sheriff department and the drugs. Look it up. Google Harris County drugs corruption um sheriff. Yeah. Just Google it. It's there. So to, to to the media will not ever go down that road. Right. Because then they're challenging law enforcement and they're challenging whatever the narrative is. And in this case law enforcement is just out of control. Basically blaming this on Black Lives Matter. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Black Lives Matter thing. I think it's kind of contrived. I think it's a sort of Twitter driven, you know, internal color revolution type thing in America. But, um, but in this case, I don't see how you could blame Black Lives Matter, for this particular shooting. When you know nothing about it, you don't even have the suspect in custody. That well, stinks to high heaven from the law enforcement point of view. But no one challenges the law. Law enforcement are omnipotent in this situation. One of theirs is falling. How dare you challenge our narrative? We will stand up here on national TV, and we will say whatever the hell we want, whether it's true or not, and you're going to swallow it. That's what. Uh, that's the impression I get.
2: It's, it's agitprop. It's provocateuring for both sides of this, and that's the, the continual pattern that we see. So, like you said, it goes left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. So we're going to see more of that. We're gonna, I mean, they really, really, really want to stoke
1: the racial tension big time. And guess, guess who the big winner is on all of this? Uh, government. The government, but also the gun manufacturers and the ammo exactly. guys, they're making more money than ever because every time the rhetoric gets ginned up about gun control, sales go through the roof. They've never – in the last six, seven years, they've never sold so many firearms and never made so much profit. So the left is feeding into the success of the gun industry because <laughs> guess what and, – and, and people on the right are, are feeding off the left's fear-mongering that uh, – that they're going to grab their guns when they're not going to grab their guns. All they and and what are they doing? They're going out and buying guns. It's like someone saying we're going to. It, it's the same. It's that, no, it's it's no different than saying we're going to make alcohol illegal next month, and uh, we're going to stop all you alcoholics from ruining this country. And yeah, guess, or, guess what? Everyone's going to go do Jay. They're going to go out. Yeah. yeah. So if you're selling booze, you're going to make millions of dollars. Well, we saw how well prohibition worked. It didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked.
2: I guess for cartels and monopolies to run the, run the uh, alcohol stills and whatnot. But yeah, the, so the left is feeding into the gun company profit explosion. Yeah, out of out of their lack of insight, and the right is feeding into the government control
1: explosion. Yeah, and and, and people on the right are. You know the, and the preppers are buying their, they're prepping they're buying the storable foods they're doing, buying the water filters they're doing all this sort of stuff there's nothing wrong with water filters and storable foods I mean hey you should, you know it's good it's good yeah. to have it great guns fantastic buy well, many- but they, but they
2: believe that ISIS is going to invade over the Mexican border and there've even been the ridiculous stories about over the Canadian border I mean come on, oh, on my that's
1: god yeah yeah
2: so so that is all based on just completely preposterous. Uh, scenarios that are, you know, impossible. The U.S. is very, very difficult to invade. It would nearly impossible to have some
1: sort of land or sea-based invasion of the United States. I had this conversation with someone uh, just two days ago. He said that, uh, well, you know, we have to be prepared because uh, if we're prepared, then they won't think about invading. And I said to myself, this is a guy who's a retired age. And I thought to myself, he's a nice guy. And uh, he st- struck up a conversation with me, which was a huge mistake. And, uh, and then he basically said that, yeah, we might, you know, we we could be invaded and the Muslims are, you know, gonna t- take over. And we, there's, try and tell me there's more Muslim immigrants than, than, than Latino in- immigrants. <laughs> it's not, no, seriously, this is, I'm down here in Red State City. I mean, this is like Arizona, right? And a super nice guy, but totally ill informed because he's been brainwashed by right, right wing talk radio. I mean, have brainwashed millions of people in this country, people that are just helpless in terms of information. They'll just believe anything that they hear, and it's just complete false facts, and uh, they have totally irrational fears of things that aren't actually threatening them.
2: And Right, but mean, meanwhile, the government expansion is, is, is a real threat, and so when... Uh, somebody proposes building a wall I I kind of agree with Ron Paul's point (laughs) building a big wall down there that means we can't get out (laughs) you know what
1: I mean well they they say well Israel built a wall so we should build a wall and but Israel's is not to keep them from coming in Israel it's just to keep them penned in in Palestine okay that's what that wall is
2: well that operates on the assumption though that the that the government can take this big action to actually fix things yeah the government's not going to fix anything this, yeah. this this establishment is not ever going to bend to the will of the people and and do what's good for for the masses the public they're not going to erect anything that's going to be uh, in the general
1: welfare. See, to show you how stupid people are, they, want, they, they like beating their chest and puffing their chest out that America is a, an empire, that we're the, the sole polar force in the world, right? If you look out through history, if you've got an empire, you've got open borders, okay? You've got open borders. Look every empire through history, the Roman Empire, the British Empire, whatever. Empire equals open borders. You absorb everything that's under your sphere of influence can come in and out of your country. Eventually, that's what helped collapse the Roman Empire. But that's, that's,
2: yeah, that's, that's a, a trend of all big civilizations. Oswald Spengler, uh, Spengler actually noticed this very pattern in every one of the major, you know, world historical civilizations that what happens is they reach an apex. They have a kind of flowering, flourishing moment where they, they, where they, Reach the height, I guess, of quote of so-called civilization, and then what happens is because they've gotten so big, so overblown, overexpended, uh, it, it just crumbles because there's you can't you can't take over the globe and worry about immigration. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, w- once you've expanded to a global empire, yeah, know, have, we have b- bases all over the world, all around, you know, surrounding Russia and Iran. Uh, you know at that point, I mean, immigration is not even really a, an issue except when it serves a strategic purpose for altering the cultural and political and economic landscape of certain areas
1: yeah and that 's common sense if you know if you know history of course, but uh, obviously if you get your history from uh sean Hannity, which is yeah, sean
2: hannity right? which is
1: last week 's history uh, then you won't you won 't know any of this stuff but um no, they're just they'll just sit back there and say they're steal they're stealing our jobs and raping our women, stealing our jobs and raping our women. And it, it, so they were saying that uh, 150 years ago about blacks, and they're saying it now about Mexicans, and then next in 10 years they'll be saying that about the Chinese, and then yes. in, in, in 30 years they'll be saying that about the next wave which will be probably from brazil or something stealing our jobs raping our women it's the same uh dialectic over the and analogy again. yeah it's an it's analogous to to the drug issue just
2: like alcohol and prohibition uh, if we look at the drug legalization issue there's not an there's not a simple easy answer either way uh and so if you allow the decriminalization of various drugs what happens is then the corporate slash government establishment can then regulate. They have basically have the monopoly on it, whereas the drug dealers had the monopoly prior on it. Prior, so then it becomes a matter of you know uh, government enforcement, and then you can you can introduce uh, GMO strands of marijuana or whatever. Sure, it becomes a, it becomes a social weapon. It becomes weaponized, uh, whereas prior to that, it might have been weaponized in a different covert sense with you know secret. Drug dealing by agencies now it just becomes open. So and, and what what I mean by that is that there's just no simple answer to that because we're in such a deep stage of
1: imperial decay and degeneracy. Yeah. So you, they want to be on top. They want to be a top dog numero uno, but they don't like the sort of trappings that come with being an empire. And let me tell you, open borders is one of those trappings. If you don't like open borders, then uh, maybe adopt a Ron Paul type foreign policy which is no interventions no nation building no uh, entanglements no foreign entanglements if, if if you don't want open borders then take ron you should have elected ron paul for president you had two opportunities to do that but the republican party shot him down in 2008 and 2012
2: well we already have open borders it's it's a yeah. Very process
1: yeah yeah <laughs> right.
2: yeah so uh, and in every other country for the most part on the planet has that same process and most of which are very difficult to get into so the the left's uh view of this is just completely absurd and ridiculous and the right wing view of it is completely absurd and ridiculous too they're both just completely clueless about
1: the reality of the situation yeah yeah so this again we're stuck with what do we get at the end jay of course we get the status quo and that's what we always end up with normally is the status quo. And I got people saying, well, uh, we need to get a Republican in there, uh, because I'll tell you what, uh, if we don't shrink the size of government, government's just too darn big. If we don't shrink the size of government, ain't gonna be, yo, know, no United States of America in four years anyway. Let me got a news flash for you, Bubba. Okay. The Republican Party has expanded, exploded government mm-hmm. at, at a much faster rate than the previous to democratic administration,
2: corporate welfare private military contracts yeah, Keeps, never you know,
1: adding department of education department of homeland security all these huge big ticket items it just gets bigger and bigger but they want small government but they don't want to touch the military can't no we don't want to reduce the defense budget uh, or the black budget the defense budget which is over a trillion dollars which is one of the reasons why we're going into debt so fast don't and
2: that's why the narrative of the danger has to be kept up yeah. Right? So we have to always have the, the the threat of the xenophobia, the threat of the ex, uh, the fear of the external threat. Uh, meanwhile, uh, that none of what the military industrial complex does is actual safety and prevention. It's actually just an expansive uh, imperial policy. I mean, there's just no other way to explain it. So the, the right wingers are just completely uh, ignorant of how the country and the world actually works, and the left wingers are completely ignorant of human nature and they think that there are these uh, idealistic platitudes that you can you know somehow uh you know have completely uh unlimited immigration completely just have just bring in any every amount of possible immigrants and that's not just for the u.s it's also globally and that's a specific u.n strategy there there are u.n Uh, strategist Peter Sutherland who have talked about this openly that, that immigration is a strategy to destroy nation states, to destroy peoples and cultures. Now that does not mean that everybody on the so-called right wing is correct because then they'll turn around and think, yeah, 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 because all the Muslims everywhere is going to take over and blow up everything, but not realizing that all the Western uh, agencies run the radical Islamists. (laughs) So, So it's just, it's just too, you know, you're back and forth. You're on this uh,
1: damn, cycle. damn trade. They're gonna blow up everything. That's what they's they's all fixing to do that since since when? You know, since the time before Jimmy Carter.
2: It's one foot nailed to the floor, running in a circle. It's on a treadmill, running 100 miles
1: an hour and not going anywhere. So you you hit the nail on the head, Jay. Uh, <clears throat> basically, expansion of the military industrial complex. So Bryce Williams, Vester Flanagan shooting. What is that? At the end of the day, that means police are now having to spend more to have police for to to escort the media, the media when they go out to do press coverage. the mainstream media so that means increased expansion of the police state okay uh, more surveillance more this more that to stop the potential shooter the government more money for Policing this, policing that, more administration, more spying, more surveillance. Okay,
2: we need tanks and humvees for our local police department. We have just got a federal hell yeah, grant. we got a federal grant for five hundred thousand dollars to get some humvees. Damn straight and take, to take out all these mass shooters and the ISIS in the shopping malls and supermarkets.
1: That's right, and goddamn MRAPS as well. Fucking hell better believe it. Goddamn MRAPS. So, um, so yeah, that's so the, the, expand. The police state, because of the mass shooting threat, okay, so, and then the right, uh, more, we need to put our troops down the border. We now got the National Guard down there. We need to, drones patrolling and even
2: drones. drones. Ben Carson, it wasn't Ben. Yeah, Ben Carson. Carson. Why don't we have drones blow up
1: the, the tunnel? So again, expansion of the military industrial complex. Left left wing, uh, right wing fear of left's gun grabbing, uh, higher sales for gun and, uh, body armor and all sorts of tactical combat, uh, accessories. Those companies are tied to the military-industrial complex. So all across the board, Jay, across the board, I see everything pushes up sales and yes. expansion of the military-industrial complex on the left, the right, and in the middle. Exactly.
2: And, and what, is the, what does the left do? Will they call for Mental health checks—they call for all these regulations. Who's going to enforce all these regulations? Well, all these same entities: police, the same, the same power structure, sure. the police, the the local, the public education system, the the Obamacare superstructure, sure, the medical establishment,
1: Circo, oh, private private security for men- for hospitals, mental homes, G4s, Circo. Those are the ones that run the prisons—they're going to run the new uh, funny farms. Because I'm telling you right now th- this is basically, a lot of this is PR to ramp up a new part of the prison industrial complex, exactly. which, which is the prison funny farm complex, which is the mental, yes, uh, the mental uh, health, right? Yeah, high security or minimum security, whatever. But that's all got to be staffed and paid for as well. So this, the, again, it's industry, it's money, every person, everyone, it bums on seats, everyone. If you're not working, you should be in a prison or you should be in a mental home because then they're making money off you. Okay? If, you, if you're unemployed, they'll still make money off you. They need to get you into prison or get you into a mental hospital. Then they'll make money off you.
2: Yes, and every one of these shooting events in some way, I think is, it probably intended to provide some precedent for some way to classify people. Oh, you're, you're, you're the lonely guy. Uh, yeah. Just broke up with your girlfriend. Uh, you're classified here. Oh, you're the uh, young kid who's reading uh, this or that website. You're classified here. You're the gay black guy who's on pills. Uh, you're classified
1: here. Yep, uh, it's 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 elastic, and that's the yeah. point. You need to go for counseling. I mean, here, exactly. you, you need to go down to office number twenty two down at the end of the hallway, and you'd speak to Doctor Doctor Mangala. <laughs> He'll give you some.
2: Pills. Well, it's a new world. Any any. Um, sign of emotional uh, deviance at all which is just arbitrarily set by the establishment you're immediately medicated and that's the whole point of the book Mm
1: -hmm. well um, uh, we'll we'll leave it at there uh jay but uh i want to thank you very much jaysanalysis.com uh any highlights any work that you're working on now anything you want to highlight for our listeners and readers jay
2: well, I I, w- I think what ties into this very well is the analysis I did of the of the film I mentioned that's in theaters right at this moment, American Ultra, with uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. That film is about fake news and mass shootings, and I don't think that that's. I think it's a curious
1: coincidence. I would even check that out. Absolutely, for sure absolutely so we'll look at we'll look for that on we'll try to republish that as well on uh 21st century wire jay dyer thank you so much
2: absolutely anytime
1: there he goes ladies and gentlemen jay dyer from JasonAlice.com. we're going to take a short station id break in acr and i'm going to come back with uh, our next guest from the united kingdom basil valentine hold on right there